I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode is brought to you by City Index. You shouldn't have to pay a premium for the most exciting market opportunities. Start trading the biggest companies for less with City Index's commission-free U.S. share CFDs. Go long or short with $0 commission on Apple, Amazon and our full range of US markets both in and out of hours. Visit cityindex.com to try a risk-free demo account today. City Index, invested in your success. All trading involves risk. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 18th of August, pretty much peak reporting season. That's what will take a lot of our focus today in the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business, markets, startups. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Scuddy. Hey, Scuddy. um, Well, it was a down day for the local market. Yeah, three-day winning streak snapped, uh, but uh, all good things must come to an end. And yeah, not a lot of rhyme or reason, I've got to say. Look, uh, we saw some uh, selling on Wall Street, a bit of apprehension, maybe that things have run a little bit ahead of course, but we just followed suit. But uh, yeah, earnings uh, results today continue to dominate at the single stock level and some big movements in either direction coming through. Yeah, okay. So if we just stick with equities, just for a tick while I get uh, viewers across what actually happened out there. So um it was well. It was a bit of bit of a piecemeal sort of day when you look at uh, some of the sectors. So <laughs> you know, CBA was about a percentage point higher, while the rest of the big banks were flat to lower. BHP another day of good games in the wake of its uh, pretty solid result coming through and unexpectedly strong dividend up by seven tenths of a percent. But pretty much the rest of the miners were lower. CSL looking pretty solid. So keep in mind, lost ground yesterday, but up three percent today. Others in the healthcare space pretty weak. As a sector, though, Scott, it was really the energy space that was the standout today. Yeah, it was a case of uh, recent laggards became leaders and recent leaders became laggards. So, yeah, across the, uh, basically everything that's done really well over the past couple of months was hit today and vice versa. So, it seems to be a, a bit of a trend at the moment, that choppiness in markets. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how it uh, presents because there's so much... Um, uncertainty out there about how central banks are going to react to the moment and i think that's keeping our uh, no markets on their, their toes a little bit at this point in time and uh, maybe seeing some of that momentum come out of the uh, the markets still though week to date up by about a percentage point uh, today the s p asx 200 finishing down two tenths of a percent to seven thousand one hundred and thirteen so still above that seventy one hundred level comfortably you mentioned central banks there. Look, I had a good chat with Alistair McLeod from Wheelhouse Partners to start the 10 a.m. You can actually listen to that interview via the show notes. So we did talk about the Fed. So you want to get his view. We talked a bit about, you know, value versus growth in this environment and other qualities, other factors. I just gave it away. You want to look for as an investor, you know, to potentially keep you from going from hero to zero in this environment. Um, but Scotty, what, I mean, my big takeaway from, from the Fed meetings, I suppose, is that they're not likely to take their foot off the pedal, but they do admit that there is the chance for a misstep. I mean, they're just stating the obvious, right? 
Absolutely. And I reckon they're going to deliver one. Uh, they almost every cycle over tighten and then are forced to cut pretty aggressively. So I think this time will be no different. That's why I've got my pretty firm views about uh, earnings outlook and the like, that they'll overdo it, overkill, and uh, they'll have to go and unwind or they're, uh, they're tightening pretty rapidly next year. Okay. And uh, look, everybody's got their eye on the FOMC. We won't talk about the UK or Europe right now, although I will say I had a good chat with your mate, John Lycos from uh, from Bond Advisors. He's just back from Europe and he had some good anecdotal evidence of what's happening on the ground there. I mean, besides the cocktails and everything at Mykonos, but, uh, you know, he spent a week in London catching up with old colleagues and friends and family in Greece. And yeah, people are pre- people are being pretty shocked over there. Yeah, uh, I'm sure his tan was looking pretty good on the program and everything else. He <laughs> yeah, was, uh, was. showing me showing me a few uh, happy snaps about uh, what his adventures were up to. So yeah, I lucky for some, hey? Yeah, I was not jealous at all. You know me. I was just, yeah, not jealous at all. Even Martin Crabb from Sean Partners said the other day, everyone is in Europe. I'm getting that vibe. Um, but I digress because I was going to say uh, central banks, the jobs data today. Um, look, I had to explain it to some in the newsroom, how we could see jobs go backwards on a full-time basis at least, how we could see, uh, you know, the jobless rate ease, so fall. Um, yeah, like the headline is always one thing with the jobs data, um, but when you get participation rate, utilization rate, hours worked, and then all these external factors, Scotty, I know you wrote about it today in your view, but it, it's pretty messy. Yeah, the dog's breakfast. And my honest advice to a lot of people out there, there'll be lots of stuff written about it, particularly the unemployment rate falling. Uh, the bears out there will be uh, focusing on the full-time employment decline. It's seasonal adjustments. There's a lot of one-off factors, particularly around illness at the moment. So look around the community, look around your workplace. Everyone seems to be getting sick with something. We've spent uh, the last couple of years trying to stay away from each other, and it's really showing now that we're back mingling, that uh, everyone's kind of getting sick. And that's kind of collided and just created this really messy outcome. But you've got to look at the broader trend, where we're coming from the momentum has been so strong and uh, to me the biggest thing out of all the uh, the, the noise in this particular data release is that the underutilization rate so combining underemployment and unemployment uh, hit fresh near enough 40-year lows and uh, it's got a great inverse relationship to what happens with wage outcomes generally so combined with what we saw with the, uh, the, the workers who are getting pay increases in the June quarter of, uh, of last of this year uh, it certainly points to the uh, likelihood that we're going to see quite an acceleration of wage pressures coming through in the near term, uh, which, of course, means the RBA probably still has a lot more work to do. At this stage, still priced for about 40 basis points of hikes. Wouldn't that be nice to go and bring it back to those uh, those 25 and 50 basis points? Oh, I would point. like that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think everyone would like that. Yeah, it just feels a little bit off kilter, doesn't it, when it comes to uh, round numbers? Um, so I satisfied you, Scotty, and all the macro lovers out there, but I will bring it back to reporting season and equities because it's such a feature of what's happening at a company level. So some of the best performers today, not necessarily companies that reported today, but to do with reporting season. So look no further than IPH. It did report today. It was the best performer on the 200, up by 15.5%. Iris also reported today, up by 2%. We spoke with the CEO, outgoing CEO, Andrew Walsh. He joined us in our studios here at Barangaroo. Uh, You can find that interview online, easily accessible. On the flip side of the equation, Blackmore's. Again, we spoke with the CEO in depth. It was a pretty long interview uh, the market not liking not liking what it heard at all, down by close to 
Yeah, that's a well ten and a half percent. Let's call it that. Coden as well. It was out with full year revenue at just over five hundred million dollars. Final dividend of fifteen Aussie cents per share, but its share price was down by ten percent as well. So some pretty swift and sharp reactions. Evolution was off by four percent in the wake of its full year update. Um, some of the others, Scuddy, uh, on the winning side, Treasury Wine Estates, and uh, again on the losing side. ASX Origin Energy. I spoke with Helen Lofthouse, who's the CEO of ASX. Um, it's going to be online shortly. Uh, you know, the big questions are around chess, the chess replacement project. And she said, not, I'm paraphrasing, not talking about a plan B until uh, an independent review of the process is done. So look, leaving the door open, but uh, this blockchain push sure has taken a long time, sure has tested the patience of many of the um, customers of the ASX. Uh, but Scotty, stock of the day, do you know what it was? No, it was Medi- me. In Medibank Private, Medibank Private. So again, we spoke with the CEO. Actually, Kashi spoke with the CEO in the call. So it was a stock of the day. It was a great, great program, in fact. Ben Clark from TMS Capital and Adam Dawes from Sean Partners were in studio with Kashi and they chatted about Medibank Private. Let's listen. <laughs> I think really the market so. will look through the softness in those investment earnings to sort of look to towards uh, you know what they're going to do next year and things like that. But for me, policyholder growth two point seven percent with a modest decline coming through. They're still got to work pretty hard, I reckon, right. to keep that uh, stock moving higher. Would you be in it? Uh, I'm a seller. I think it's a hold. I reckon it's a pretty solid result in a mm. difficult environment. Um, and yeah, look. I, th- I think it's one of these stocks that you can sleep very well at night. You're probably not going to blow the, d- you know, you're not going to make a lot of money in it, but it'll pay a nice dividend. That dividend should grow. I've always thought good management and the previous CEO was, did a really great job, I think, coming out of government. And look, that won't be going to the investment committee. Ben uh, t- likes to hold. Adam Jaws says it's a sell. Um, but listen to that whole episode of the call. I think you'll enjoy it. There was a few laughs as well. Um, Scuddy, what else sort of stood out to you today in your conversations with whether it be CEOs or analysts? Like mine, obviously, speaking with so many CEOs today, it's it's costs. You know, it's cost pressures coming through. But I feel like we're moving past the supply chain conversation into the earlier point about macro. We're talking about wages as well. Yeah, uh, that seems to be getting a bit of uh, no traction because, of course, the implications when it comes through for uh, for domestic uh, inflation sources in particular. Uh, but the conversations today, uh, a lot of them that I had was uh, difficulty in trying to go and find something bad to go and say about ProMedicus. So I had a chat with the, uh, doc- the chief executive there, uh, Dr. Sam Huppert, uh, on the program, and I've been lucky enough to go and talk with him over a variety of occasions over the years. And, uh, yeah, described the results uh, for the last financial year as the best ever in its history, which is saying something. And, uh, yeah, I think this is the loving. Uh, the people who have been long-term holders in particular and have seen their share price go up a lot uh, just love the stock. And that was very difficult to try and prize out uh, anything to go, uh, any negatives uh, from the result. Well, it was up the share price by 1% today. So there you go. Um, tonight, we get jobless claims in the U.S. as per usual. We get existing home sales data. We get the Philly Fed manufacturing index so that'll be interesting because there was a couple of competing data reads on uh, manufacturing in the u.s earlier this week and we get the conference board leading index all scheduled will you be setting your alarm for any of those scuddy 
No, I'll be reading about it bright and early, particularly uh, half an hour behind. Uh, you've got to get up pretty <laughs> early. But uh, no, certainly uh, the uh, the manufacturing index, uh, Philly Fed, uh, is going to be pretty interesting. You mentioned that um, those competing ones, uh, the, look, the Empire State uh, Manufacturing Index from New York State was horrible. Uh, it's a soft survey, yes, uh, but it's been around for quite a while. And if what was being reported in that particular survey is uh, an, a reflection of what truly is happening with activity on the ground, then the US is already in recession, or at least the manufacturing side of the equation. Uh, and I dare say that uh, it tends to go move and, and, and move quicker than other parts of the economy. So we'll see whether we get a, a complementary kind of reading tonight or just more noise rather than signal. But uh, that's the one I'll be paying pretty close attention to tonight. I reckon when it comes to reporting season tomorrow, there will be quite a lot of noise around AGLs for your result. Um, obviously, a lot of <laughs> competing factors going into that one this year. So uh, looking forward to speaking to the CEO. We'll also be speaking, you'll be speaking, with uh, Dick Howitt. He's the CEO of Cochlear. He joins us each and every earnings season, um, which is really fantastic. So we can contrast and compare with our with uh, what he's told us prior. But uh, that's a big report that's coming out tomorrow in the healthcare space. But that's just one of many. We've got Newcrest as well that comes to mind. We've got uh, ING that comes to mind. So Ingham's and uh, yeah, plenty more besides. But it is a Friday, so there's plenty to look forward to besides the macro, besides, um, you know, uh, all the You've reports. You've got your eyes on a margarita, don't you, in the last call? <laughs> if they had a margarita tomorrow, you know what, Scotty? I would be tempted. The problem being, I might be tempted to have more than one, which I don't think would be a good idea um, while going to live to air. <laughs> was the Mexican Cartina just down the uh, the way there in Barangaroo? Go and get involved, and uh, yeah, yeah, come and uh, give us a, give us a show tomorrow afternoon. No, it's it's uh, starting to get pretty active around here though on Friday nights, uh, Scuddy. Um, yeah, with a little bit of longer days, which is so nice. You know, so nice to not to be leaving the office with it being pitch black. It's uh, it's nice. So spring, I- I'm yeah, just hanging nice out for spring. Longer days. Yeah, what's it like there where you are in Adelaide? Bloody freezing. Yeah. But, uh, that's coming from a Sydney side. So I, n- I need to still seasonally adjust. I think it'll take me a while. But uh, yeah, uh, look, uh, the days are certainly getting longer at the moment. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that dry and uh, desert heat coming through. That's uh, that's what I'm here for, to go and uh, dry out. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to get warm pretty quickly. So I'm going to enjoy these cool days while they still remain. All right. Well, have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.